Hi, I'm Anushka. And I'm Akila. And you're listening to To The Fifth Dimension. Today, we actually have two very important guests joining us. They're Mr. Manuel Wexler and Miss Isabella Wang. Can you both please introduce yourselves to the audience? You go first, Isabella. Okay, I go first. Lady first. Thank you, gentlemen. Hello, everyone. My name is Isabella Wang. I am a uh, futurist, a social entrepreneur, and I speak about topics on the technological impact, uh, more so on the social perspective, on the human side of the uh, development. And um, I'm also part of the AKFI Actionable Knowledge Foundational Institute uh, team that focuses on ESG sustainability and digital transformation. And I'm Manuel Bexler, uh, starting with uh, the AKFI, the Actionable Knowledge Foundational Institute. I'm the executive director, and I'm fortunate enough to have uh, Isabella as one of our key volunteers. We have about 10 volunteers and interns now, and we're looking for even more interns and volunteers if they care to join us. Uh, we are focusing on bridging the gap between digital transformation and sustainability, sustainability and DSG we're using interchangeably. Also, I'm a part-time instructor at Cornell University for sustainability, 5G in the business of uh, technology of high tech. That's great. So um, our first question for you, um, can you tell us a little bit about what Actionable Knowledge Foundational Institute does? Go ahead, our executive will, director. <laughs> yeah. um, starting with transformation, because what we're talking, when we're talking about sustainability, when we talk about ESG, and when we talk about digital transformation, we really see the companies uh, using technologies to uh, change the way they operate, especially the way they treat the environment and also they treat the uh, stakeholders, which include the employees, includes the shareholders, includes the communities they operate in. So we see a, a, a major change happening in the companies, public and private companies that are now uh, increasing their uh, awareness and, and uh, way of operating. And this transformation is a complex process. So we establish this organization, which is members driven, to uh, address some of the questions on how to do the transformation right and how to close this gap between uh, technology, digital transformation, and sustainability, which we all know it's about social and environmental. Right. That's really impressive. So how did you personally get into this field of sustainability? And what piqued your interest in sustainability that you decided to make it into a career? Uh, it's not a career yet. <laughs> Go ahead, Isabella. Yeah, uh, I think sustainability, uh, if, if you uh, look up more about it, it's a relatively new industry and there's a lot of different voice and different uh, concept around it. And to me, I got connected to sustainability because of the topic of digital transformation. And thanks to that, and I'm very glad. And to me, both of the topics are related to a change of ideology. It means a change fundamentally how the society, the human mind works in 
order to create another a world that is different than the past. So I'm very personally interested in the fundamental level of change.、Um, and to me, both sustainability and digital transformation are that type of topic. And in, in the world today, everything is changing so fast. Company, you know, their their life has shrink from. Decade. I mean, fifty years now to thirty years, twenty years, even less. So it seems like that's that's a huge topic we need to deal with. How to create a longevity, right? We want to have a better life, a longer life in general, with business and life in general. So to me, it's a very urgent、uh, topic to address. And、uh, I shall add, actually, Isabella also captured her some of her questions and ideas in a in a book. Uh, called the digital mind of tomorrow, and she's uh, uh, she launched this book this year、uh, around the July timeframe. July twelfth, yeah, tenth, twelfth, yeah. And I, I encourage your audience to also peruse through the the book and and find some of her questions. And she has also her own、uh, blog, video blog. Thank you. Sorry, could you just expand on what exactly digital transformation is? That's a great question, and、uh, I suggest that you know we reserve a whole、uh, show on that because <laughs> most people do not um, uh, look at the term in its、uh, in integrity. First thing, digital transformation. The term digital, it's all known, and everybody thinks about artificial intelligence, five G. Uh, machine learning and all these technologies, and it is a lot of technology. But、uh, really, digital transformation, very similar to ESG, touches on social because you have to change, especially impacts the employees, the way the people do business. It impacts the way people、uh, work together, people learn, people train, or are retrained. So definitely has a social impact,、uh, a, a stakeholders impact, and uh, also um, leads to new ways of operating, especially to new business models.、Uh, generically, they are classified as platform business models, where、uh, using the technology for companies to、uh, sell, to connect to their customers, to their users, to their Communities, and also to sell, and also to include in in a sort of a circular economy, to include also the、um, customers and the consumers in their design process. And so, short a short uh, uh, way to look at it, it's a three factors, and two of them. Are so tightly connected to ESG and sustainability because it involves social and、uh, new business models, which of course should include also protection of environment and so. Our next question is:、um, Can you explain how essential sustainability is、um, with respect to the fact that, like, there are consumers who are you know not really familiarized with the full extent of. How essential is sustainability? Of course, thank you.、Uh, I'll take the、uh, the first answer. The to me, as circle back to my answer from previous question, I always see things from. 
the human side and the world side. This re actually reminds me of a question like how a depression, a depressed people wants to, you know, a, a depressed person wants to live a life. Do they want a life that forever or they want to die in any minute? The case is they want to die any minute. And to me, the sustainability perspective needs to connect to the human level of happiness directly. The world works, it depends on what kind of the world we're shaping. That's how essential sustainability is. And we can't separate the two topics, just focusing on, okay, recycling, wasteless, and create policies and regulations so we don't waste water, energy, and how to balance that between how comfortable we are living as a human on this planet and all the things around. Again, it's back to a idea ideology, the level of human, human mind, how we adapt this transition to the level that we want to do it and we want to live a happy life with it. That's how I see um, how truly essential it's sustainability, not just the topic itself. To add, maybe I'll come from a sort of analytical economics and, uh, and financial model and what sustainability is, is really um factoring in the true cost of uh, our uh, society of, of our consumers of our uh, on the way we consume and what we consume because um there is no infinite resource there is not infinite water there is not infinite where air uh, we cannot um uh, discard infinite amounts or, or discharge infinite amounts of carbon dioxide or, or greenhouse gases without consequences. And really sustainability from an analytical viewpoint, it's, um, it's a way of looking at this picture and understand that each action has a reaction and each action has a cost to the environment and to ourselves, to, to our life livelihoods to to the people around us to the communities around us to the animals and plants around us <laughs> that's really nice um so the next question is since one of the focuses of your institute is social sustainability do you think social issues such as racism sexism and ableism and so many more have a place in the realm of sustainability people are part of the ecosystem we can't yeah. separate people um you know uh, from the environment um, even people living alone in, uh, you know, on the top of a mountain and, and spending all their life alone, they still depend on the environment. They need uh, the environment to take care of them. So uh, to me, uh, social uh, element, it's, uh, it's integral part. It's more the way we use taxonomy, right, to split things so we can manage them, we can understand them, we can communicate them, we can teach them, we can learn them. But uh, uh, you, you cannot separate humans from the environment. We are uh, special in many ways. We want to think we are special in many ways, but uh, we are part of, of the nature. Exactly. That's an amazing answer. That's really well put. So between social and environmental sustainability, do you think they both hold equal value or does one outweigh the other? 
just connected to the previous one. No, to me, it's the yin yang kind of balance that we need to look into at the same time. And to me, that's actually the reason that we have so many problems we're facing right now because we lost the balance. Uh, we're so focusing on the innovation on the outside of the world to create new things to just push the numbers, scores, uh, and the profits. And we kind of neglect the other side of the, the, the scale, right? To focus on the inside of our human nature, our true happiness, our talents, what make us unique on this planet. So it's definitely, there's a disconnection to me at the moment. And that's where all the, you know, uh, chaos, uh, disharmony uh, happen because of this um, imbalance. So to me, it's, definitely not fair to uh, overweight one over another it's definitely something we need to look at the both time maybe that's the way the only way we can move forward to create a, a meaningful a big change and, I love how you, you know I'll, I'll put it in a simple terms imagine you are in the desert uh and you can choose or you have to choose between water and food hmm. can you choose you have to, as uh, Isabella said, this is yin and yang. You, you can't choose one or uh, without the other if you want to survive. Exactly. Yeah. That was a great comparison. Yeah. Um, our next question was, uh, what is your perspective on teen businesses? You are the future. <laughs> you have to carry the flag. Um, you know, <laughs> some people put to these kind of questions, put the generational guilt, you know, we messed it up. I won't do that. Uh, I think we did the right thing in the right circumstances, but we are at the point where the planet has 8 billion people to feed, to dress, to make them thrive. So it's the right moment for change. And of course the teenagers and, and your generation, I, don't know if it still has a name. It's probably post Gen Z. Uh, mm -hmm. Has to start, and it, it, it starts the right way. We have many interns. We have many students that are thinking like you, and I can say globally. You know, there are from all over the world, from Europe, from the U.S., from Latin America. And so. Um, the next question was, since sustainability um, in businesses requires a lot of investment, do you think that teens who have started their business, who cannot um, inculcate sustainability into their uh, business practice uh, due to their financial uh, shortcomings, are irresponsible and maybe should not start the business? Isabella, would you I like to? I can answer this in combination with your last question, okay, about teen business how you move forward, how should you position yourself in this seemingly very competitive world. I have a huge burden for younger generation. And what I see right now is they are amazing. I know a few personally, teen boy uh, had a million dollar business built up from the ground. The reason they did it is not because they get a lot of investment and not because their parents send them to some school, learn some skill. They come in nature. They come in nature to fit in this digitalized world. Like you asked us earlier, what's digital transformation? It's very interesting because I think to you guys, 
this is already is there's nothing to transform for you so you already possess what it takes to develop in this world and adults senior uh, experienced people maybe a little bit like me like others they know something to a certain extent but trust me they don't know everything and they don't even know how to navigate this is the time of change like Manuel said you just do your thing your way and don't even worry about oh maybe I don't get money or maybe this regulation is not gonna uh, set me on the right path the things you're doing right now the podcast I would never think about to doing it when I was 18 so there this blank page like space that for you to create anything you believe is supposed to happen and you're the one that is doing that so in my opinion there's no shortcomings there's only the right way to do that compliance with your nature with what you truly passionate about and there's no fear there's no whatsoever i can't do it or i don't believe it just do the thing that you believe and keep doing it and i i would like to add something actually because i have this kind of question all the time from from students and uh, is like uh, I would like to do sustainability in my company but it costs money and this in my opinion is the wrong optic because sustainability is essential it's part of the business we talked about transformation as Isabella also mentioned so when you transform your business sustainability should be part of the business if you can have a business case uh then have a business case that includes sustainability from the beginning i don't think there is a company that the only mission the only direction the only purpose is to be sustainable i think all companies have to be sustainable so yeah. uh i i know that the finance industry looks at the cost of uh, of uh, doing sustainability but this is a retrofit primarily on existing companies. When you start a new company, uh, I challenge you to start a company that has no sustainability. So your your business plan reads, this company will not be a sustainable company because it costs money. And uh, you'll, see, you'll, you'll see how easy it is to get funding on this kind of business proposal. So now moving on to the next question, we're moving away from teen businesses. Do you think in the future policies should be formulated to prevent businesses that don't include sustainable practices and methods from starting? Do you think a future with this strict approach to sustainability is feasible? Well, I, I can say tell you the future is now because European community, uh, the Security and the Exchange Commission is working on regulation. Uh, European community released the regulation uh, India has a similar regulation for the top one, excuse me, 1,000 companies. So it's not a question about the future. It's a question of, you know, how fast this set of regulations will evolve uh, and, and will be um, uh, applied. But, the, you know, the train left the station, the, the wave started, whatever you want to, to say. Um, it, it's not about the future. It's about the current operation. Here, here is, by the way, the principle of materiality. So in financial industry, in, in uh, most or all public companies in the world have to report on their finance. And part of reporting is what it has a material impact on their business. If there are, if there are in agriculture 
and they have every year a flood that's a material impact on on their business then sustainability has the same material impact so that will filter into the financial reporting as well as material events yeah. so we are there already the good news we we don't need to wait of course legislation is slow legislation takes courts to debate people will oppose it will try to work around it but the the train left the station as i said yeah i really love how you use the phrase the train has left the station so it's basically like the present like ideas and now need to make it into the future and have to sustain that yeah of course that's, so, that's my view right so the last question from our side is, can you give us as consumers some advice on how to contribute to sustainability and ensure that society is progressing towards a more sustainable future? Um, and uh, to catch up on the last question a little bit, I think a lot of time policy stuff are more reactive than proactive. Meaning when things happen, they set up some things to prevent it in the future. And to me, the sustainability, as Manuel said, left the, the train left already. And people are automatically, they have the awareness to choose, you know, what what they believe, the company that it's more environmental or things like that. And this is already happening massively. So it's not even up to the policy to make the, the change. And you, us, the younger generation, we're already making the new policies in the way that is, you know, on the back end. And for this, how each of us as individual, as a company, as an organization can contribute, I think it all starts from our mind. I wouldn't say I'll set a competition or set a score uh, to to mark the checkbox will fundamentally change things. I've heard so many cases, they meet the numbers, they meet the requirements, but nothing actually happened within their organization or within the person. So to me, this we talked at the beginning it's a fundamental change it definitely takes a while because it needs to program into our brain like your generations will understand much differently than my generation than my wife's generation so keep this momentum going on to be aware be around with the, you know these kind of concept that align with your value since you're interviewing us about this i believe you you trust in this process you believe in this so just keep educating yourself, be surrounded with the people that believe in this and your mind will change and your behavior will follow and people you work with will follow you, will cooperate with you. To me, that's the most fundamental, powerful change and contribution uh, in this sustainability field. And maybe to add, uh, first thing, uh, we, we I had a number of interviews and uh, coaching sessions for teenagers and very young adults. Uh, so first thing I can tell you, it's a global movement. Don't be constrained to your region, to your set of problems. Yes, there, there are specific to India. It, it's a developing country. It, it still has needs to ramp up the amount of energy and so on that produces. But on the other hand, connect globally. This is the digital part of transformation, because I can tell you, uh, there are people in Netherlands thinking exactly like you. There are people in Latin America thinking uh, exactly like you. And it's also uh, transgenerational, as, as uh, Isabella mentioned. We have interviews with CSG, and most of the people are uh, um, long-term established, you know, 
20, 30 years of career and they still think sustainability. So do not, you know, close the circle only to teenagers or to a generation. You'll find in every generation people that are not only aware, but ready to change. That's amazing. So uh, once again, we want to thank you for this amazing opportunity you've provided us with. Do you have anything else you'd like to add for our audience? Go ahead, my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> We're mentoring each other. Uh, so, uh, well, uh, I think the strong message is really connect. Don't be afraid. Uh, you'll fail. And I know that this is not the kind of message you'll hear because sometimes you'll get you'll get reaction. Use this as a learning experience. People that fail and learn, they grow up. They uh, overcome the obstacles. So don't get discouraged if uh, the first thing doesn't work. Uh, it's not always that easy in the business. We're living in a very complex world. Uh, in a world that uh, has a war in Europe, in a world that uh, has political change. We're even talking about a social change. So do not be afraid. Keep, you know, keep the true north. Keep, keep the direction. That's my message. Love it. And I assume your audience are all like you guys, entrepreneurial, ambitious, uh, a, a person that you know cares about the social change how to contribute to a society and to I'm part of you so I have I can relate more on on what's really drive this and to me what really drive this is not the way or the thing you're doing whether it's digital transformation or a podcast or the trans sustainability it's what what's your true calling what you know make you feel like you're living your life you're fulfilling your value as a unique person on this earth so i think that's very critical for us to identify before you even start anything but of course you might evolve as you're doing it but always keep that on your back seeing like manuel said that's your north star because Without it, you can easily devaluate the things you're doing or even change directions dramatically. Uh, it's important to follow a true intuitive calling that can drive you every day, every second to wake up like now. I don't know. It's your Saturday or Monday or something on the holiday to do this podcast. So you guys are doing amazing. I think you find something that is driving you. And to me, that's uh, one of the most important thing. All of your answers are really well framed. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much once again. And, yeah. yeah. Thank you for having us. Yes, and it's my great pleasure. There are some, some nuggets that uh, your audience can use. Yes, of course.